Hello, and welcome to Rant, Rave, and Read with me. My name is Tessa, and today I will be discussing my most hated book of all time. I, before I get started, I want to issue a trigger warning for swearing, because I try to keep it PG-13, but I loathe this hero. If you can even call him a hero, I don't refer to him as the hero. The book that we will be discussing is, or I guess I will be discussing, is Nicole Jacqueline's Craving Resurrection. Now, this podcast is not meant in any way to bash authors. This is a very well-written book, like very well-written. Um, she's an amazing author, and she also has written some books that I absolutely love. And I also want to give her kudos because if she can write a book this well that it invokes this type of feeling in me, then you know that she is a good author. Um, Moving on. So... So this book takes place in Ireland. Well, it starts off in Ireland. And we have Amy, who is the heroine. And I love Amy. And we have Poet, who is the zero pathetic excuse of a man, boy, child that I loathe. Anyways, Amy's younger than Poet. And they kind of start seeing each other. He's part of an MC, which if you don't know what MC is, it's a motorcycle club. And, you know... Poet's getting freaked out because he's falling for Amy and he doesn't know if he wants to settle down the typical MC bad boy MO and he goes and he has a one night stand and then the next day he decides that he really wants he really loves Amy and he wants to make it work and he wants to have a relationship with her so he goes home they get married they're happy they're in love they're not happy very long I'm gonna point that out and they have they're having issues in Ireland so they're talking about relocating the club to the U.S. And it's actually, like, set in motion. Like, they have, like, a boat plant, boat ride plan, and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they're they're leaving. Well, who shows up but the other woman, also known as Moira. She shows up at their house. She's beaten up. She's crying. And she tells Poet, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And my fiancé, because, yes, this woman had a fiancé, found out I cheated and the baby's not his. It's yours. Okay. So, Amy's distraught. Like, she's having a hard time wrapping her head around this because you know she knows he didn't cheat they weren't technically together but it's still a betrayal like he slept with this woman and then came back the next day and was like I love you I want to be with you poet's mom though poet's mom is just mad she's just mad at him and I poet's mom's she's amazing and so Amy's like she the next morning Amy tells him okay well you can she can have my spot on the boat she's pregnant you know it's fine you can keep her safe whatever okay so this is where Poet starts to lose me. Okay. He starts to lose me. Instead of saying, okay, fine, she can go on the boat and I'll stay here with you and go on the next one, he goes with her. He goes with her to protect her. He go he leaves his wife and mother alone in Ireland because um his mom refuses to go without Amy. She refuses to leave without Amy, which is what Poet should have done. And he takes this other woman on a boat to America because he needs to protect her because she's pregnant with his baby. So while he's on his boat going away, um, Amy gets kidnapped on her way home. I think it was from work, but I could totally be wrong about that. It's been a while. And um, she gets kidnapped by none other than Moira, the baby mama's fiance. So he kidnaps her. She comes to, she's tied to a chair, and he brutalizes her. I mean, he brutalizes her. And he, and she, he is punishing her for what poet 
and Moira did. That's what he's doing. He's punishing her for it. And he tells her that. I mean, he shaves her head. He rapes her repeatedly. He beats her. He takes a hammer to her hand. Her hand is actually physically disfigured. Like, she can't use it after this. Okay? Well, she thinks she's going to die, right? She thinks she's going to die. Um, she's in and out of consciousness. And then the fiancé's brother comes in who actually is a priest and is affiliated with the MC, Poets MC. And he's like, oh my God, what did you do? What did you do? And so they abandon her like an alleyway. And then she gets found by one of Doc's, uh, one of, I think she gets found by Doc. Moving on. When she gets home, Doc is a medic and he's a club brother and he ends up like, you know, helping her, nursing her, I guess, like tending to her wounds. It was, it was bad. So I guess that's like, a trick if rapes trigger for you this book is probably not for you i'm just gonna throw that out there so you know she starts heaving and everything and it's her and, and post mom time turn to go on the boat and they decide um that they'll go to the u.s but they're not going to go where poet is they're not going to go to the clubhouse they're going to go somewhere else so you know poet's thinking oh well well she probably she's still mad at me that i got this other woman pregnant with my baby and she'll get over it well, then eventually Poe's mom calls Poet and he's all like, she's all, Amy's not doing good. I think you should come see her. I, I'm really worried. So he shows up. Okay. So he sees his wife. She is skin and bones. She has a shaved head. She has a bandaged, bandaged arm, right? And she's just kind of like a zombie, really. And she starts crying and he's like, you know what's wrong? She goes, I'm pregnant. And he, he's all excited. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a dad again. And she tells him, it's not yours. Okay. And so what does this asshole do? What does he do? I'll tell you what he does. He spits on her. He spits on her and calls her a whore. Because in his mind, she cheated. She cheated on him to get back at him for getting Moira pregnant. So this asshole has his head shoved so far up his ass that he comes into a house he sees his wife skin and bones a shaved head a messed up hand and she said she's crying and says she's pregnant and he immediately jumps to this bitch cheated like a perfect stranger on the street would walk by her and be like oh my god what happened to this woman like who hurt her do we need like what happened she needs help, but no, not, not poet, not poet, not poet. Poet's like, I can't believe she would betray me this way. Yeah. Okay. Poet. So he goes home and what does he do? He jumps immediately into bed with Moira and he starts playing happy family with her because how dare Amy betray him, right? Yes. How dare she? So a few months go by, um, and Moira's given birth. And he's in the clubhouse and he's getting drunk and he's just talking mad crap about Amy. Like, mad crap. And Doc overhears and Doc's getting mad. He's getting pissed because he knows what really happened. And for him to be sitting there, like, just mouthing off about Amy, it's just making him mad. Which, I mean, Doc should have told him before this, but he didn't. So, so then Doc confronts him and he gets mad. And he's, like, pretty much telling him he's a little bitch, that he left his wife unprotected in Ireland to take his side piece to the U.S. and that he is like a, just a shit man and that he he lets him know that 
you know, Amy was attacked. And that's when he's like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't realize she was raped. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. So she, he goes. He goes back to where Amy's staying with his mom. Because yes, Amy, Poet's mom has chosen to reside with Amy. To live with Amy. Okay? So that right there should tell you something about Poet right there. That speaks volumes in my opinion. So he goes there and he's all like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. It's like, you should have known without even being told that something bad happened. I mean, anybody would have known. And, you know, Amy's all, you know, like, it is it is what it is, but, like, we can't be together. And this is where a lot of people start to not like Amy because they're like, well, he's pu- she's pushing him away. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's going to fight for her, right? He's going to prove to her that he loves her and that he's sorry and all this stuff. But no, not Poet. Poet couldn't do that. What he does is he goes back to Moira for 10 years. He lives with her. He sleeps with her. He wears her ring all while being married to Amy. He never once grovels. He never once fights for her. He doesn't come back until Moira dies. Yeah, you heard me. Moira dies. So 10 years later, Poet drives to see Amy because he is grieving the loss of his baby mama. So who does he go to? His wife. Yeah, I'm not even messing with you guys. He drove to his wife to get comfort because the other woman died. And Amy, she sleeps with him. She does. She does. And then afterwards, she tells him to leave and never come back. So they can't be together. And this, again, is where people are like, well, Amy just didn't want to, like, she didn't give him a chance to fix it. And it's like, he didn't want to fix it, in my opinion. He never fought for her. He never tried to stay. He never did anything. (laughs) And so, you know, at this point, Poet's mom's still living with Amy. Like, Poet's mom lives with Amy until she dies, okay? And so he goes back to the clubhouse and Amy's there with her son, you know, raising her son. And I can't remember why he ended up back there, but he comes back there and um, the priest is with him. And Amy gets like all pale and she's like freaked out. And that's when Poet real- connects the dog and realizes that the priest had something to do with the rape. And so he still doesn't know what actually happened he knows he was raped she won't tell him the details of who it was or why or anything okay so at this point i think it's during this visit it comes out to her son that she's married a poet and he wanted to know what happened and so he got mad at poet you know for knocking up the other woman but then her the mom um amy lies to him and tells him that she got drunk and she had a one-night stand out of revenge because poet got someone else pregnant and that's who his father is because she doesn't want him to know, like, how he was conceived. She doesn't ever want him to know that. So, Poet and her son end up having this, like, father-son relationship. I mean, they don't see each other a lot, but they talk and they keep in contact and everything. And this, I will say, is Poet's only one, like, he gets one point, one point. And that's because Amy's son is gay. And when he's a teenager um he kind of has a boyfriend and then you find out that the friend was actually not gay and he was just using him for blowjobs it was really sad it was really heartbreaking amy's like super mad but it comes out when poet's over there and she's waiting for poet to like i don't know say something derogatory or something and he doesn't he just straight up says like you know what you do is your business who you're attracted to is your business like what you want to do doesn't matter to me so i'll give him points for that like you know he was very accepting. 
So, you know, Amy does date and she does have relationships, but she never really moves on because Poet apparently is like the love of her life. I don't really know why. And then, um, you know, more years pass. And then finally, I'm like skipping ahead because it's just years pass. Nothing really happens between the two of them. And then I think they've been apart about 25 years. And um, Amy decides that she needs to sever that last tie with Poet. So what she does is she gets divorce papers and she delivers them to the clubhouse. And like, I love this scene because she has these, she has these papers. So Amy's like 45, like between 45 and 50 at this point. That's how long they've been separated. Okay. And she goes to the clubhouse with these divorce papers and she walks in his room and this, this club whore is writing him. And she goes to get off and he, and she goes, oh, honey, don't, it don't matter. Like, I ain't nothing I haven't seen before and this ain't going to take very long. <laughs> she gives him divorce papers and just walks out. And Poe's like, oh, no, 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 I can't divor get divorced. Amy is my soulmate. Because cause, cause can't you guys tell? Like, they're meant to be. They are meant to be. Can't you feel his love for her? <laughs> and so he follows her, follows her into the clubhouse are out of his room into the clubhouse and they're fighting they're arguing and like someone's trying to tell me this is not the place to do this and she's just like not having it because I think at this point she's just done she's just done and she just unloads on him and she tells him you know like you said you'd never love another woman and you lied you said you'd never wear another woman's ring and you lied all you like you lied to me you lied to me and you want to know what happened and then she just tells him everything that it was Moira's fiance that kidnapped and raped her that she was punished for him her them sleeping together and that she says something along the lines of it was funny when you came and saw me and you spit on me and you told me that um I was punishing you for getting more pregnant and she said it was funny that you said that because I was I was punished because you got her pregnant I was the one that suffered the consequences of your actions and, like, Poet's all on the floor, like, devastated, like, I can't believe. Because he just realized that, like, what he did, even if it wasn't intentional, caused this reaction. And that it's his fault that all of this happened. You know? And so, all of a sudden, like, Amy's son comes out of the crowd. And she, and he just starts beating on Poet. Because, he, you know, this guy started like started a relationship with him like they're father son they like you know they talk he's welcome in the clubhouse he's like the only father figure he's ever known and he hurt his mother this way and he's so filled with rage and also poet's daughter's there so yay family meeting they go into a different room and they start discussing this and the and i love this part because well i love this line i should say i love this line because um amy's son says to her how can you even bear to look at me how can you even love me? How can you? And she says, don't you ever say that you were God's gift to a broken woman who didn't want to live anymore. And like, that's how much she loves her son. And then, you know, Poet's daughter's all asking him, well, what about mom? Didn't you love mom? And she, and he said, I will. It was a platonic love. Yeah. A platonic love that you would still be with her if she wasn't dead. Cause he would be. That's like the part I don't get is like, he sits there and he says Amy's his soulmate and he loves her so much. But if Moira never died, he would still be with her because he wasn't strong enough to fight for Amy ever. And so they're discussing all that. And then, you know, Pote's like, how, how can I, uh, 
how can you ever forgive me for all of this? Like, it's awful. I can't believe it. Like, I don't deserve forgiveness. And so you're thinking, okay, is he going to grovel? Like, what's going to happen? No, no, no. Amy's just like, it's okay. I love you. I forgive you. Like, what? You just took this amazing scene where you were just like tearing him apart and telling him what's what. And you're just like, I forgive you. He didn't even do anything. Like, he didn't, like, he just said he shouldn't be forgiven. And then they have a uh, happily, and then they live happily ever after. Yeah, that's that's how that ends. So, that is my thoughts on craving resurrection, and a summary, I guess, with my thoughts mixed in between. It's by Nicole Jacqueline. Like I said before, it is a very, very well written book, and it is a book that sucks you in, and you don't want to stop reading it until you're done. But even with all that said, I, I can't, I hate it. I hate it because a poet, he is like, I've never read a book that had filled me with so much rage as this book did. And it's because it was like, I just wanted Amy to move on. Like I wanted her to move on and find a better man because poet was not a good man. He wasn't. Um, if you look in the description of this podcast, there is an email address and, um, feel free if you've read Craving Resurrection, I would love to hear your thoughts on it or your opinions um if you haven't and you read it later on I would like to know your thoughts still too or if you there's a book you want me to read or you want my you want to know my thoughts on let me know just reach out I just want to know if anybody's listening I guess (laughs) um next week um it might even be this week it depends on how busy I am with my munchkins but I will actually be um talking about another Nicole Jacqueline book and it is Unbreak My Heart. I love that book. It is my I will defend this book to the death book and I felt that I needed to do her justice because this whole episode was about how much I hated Craving Resurrection. So I wanted you I wanted to do another book um by her and this actually it's funny because it is like this is my most craving resurrection is my most hated book but unbreak my heart is like i will i will i will defend that book forever i love that book and they're both by her they're both amazing so um reach out let me know what you guys think and until then i'll see you later